everybody welcome to fairly normal uh, the live taping um with cody allen and the guys from little big town coming up right after this I, um i'm embarrassed to tell you how long it took me to figure out how to how to record this and it's Um, okay, so here's what's happening. You're going to hear the guy's voice at the very beginning at the club introducing the show, right? And then um, Cody Allen's going to come out. Now, there is a probably about a three-minute bit in there where Cody and I had to put the microphones down. Three minutes? I don't even know three minutes. But a little bit where we had to put the microphones down because we were – okay. You'll hear why. You'll hear why. Um but and also, um, I love this. Uh, it's a great recording. Um, my voice is very clear and loud, and the other people on the show, their voices are very clear and loud. Uh, but there were no mics for the audience, so <laughs> it sounds like there was absolutely nobody there. But <laughs> there were people there enjoying it. So when you hear us laughing, we're not laughing like crazy people by ourselves. And generally, if you guys know me, when I say hear us laughing, it's generally me laughing at something that I say because I, I laugh I laugh at a lot of dumb shit and a lot of dumb shit comes out of my mouth so so that's it um, if I can figure out which I don't think I can but if I can figure out how to do a voiceover of what is happening during the part where we put the microphone down I will I'll do that but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count your chickens. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, don't count them before they hatch. Because, you know, something might happen to one of those chickens. You know what I mean? In in the egg. So you never know. There's a lot of possibilities of disease. And, you know, and just, just, you know, malnourished and stuff. So who knows? Who knows what happens in that egg? So don't count them. <laughs> All right. This has already been way longer than it should have been. But if you guys know me, I can't shut the fuck up. So without further ado, guys, I'm telling you right now, this was my favorite recording of my podcast ever. We had so much fun. It would If you were there, that honestly may have been the best all-around show I've ever done. Uh, out of anything. Live. Uh, I, I hope it plays as well um, here. But live, that might have been the best just vibe and feel and mix of serious with funny and just the people. My guests were great and the audience was fantastic and it was a really good time and I hope you guys like it. And without further ado, this is fairly normal. I don't know what that said. You might get these introductions a lot now, guys, if I could figure out how to do this. Ah, see, I was supposed to get off and I didn't. Let's try that again. <laughs> See, me laughing, dumb shit. Without further ado, this is fairly normal. Episode something and something. Bubbles. For you folks, but before we get there, bear with me for some good old-fashioned house rules. Number one, with that cell phone in your hand, we do ask that you set it to vibrate and or silent. And if you need to take a phone call, send some text messages play Candy Crush, just do that right outside the front door. Number two, also with that cell phone, there is no picture taking or video recording of any kind 
during the show, and we greatly appreciate your cooperation there. And finally, there is no smoking inside Zanies, but you can take your cigarettes or your cigars or bless your soul if you vape, you can just take it right outside the front door. <laughs> you will have the smoke of a lifetime. You can thank me for that later. Plus, if you happen to be smoking anything else that I have not previously listed, I will be in the sound booth. <laughs> and I'm open to it, I can tell you that much. Are we ready to have a good time tonight, folks? I'm pretty sure we can do better than that. Are we ready to have a good time tonight, folks? Let's get right to it, folks. Please start clapping right now. Welcome the man to the stage. You all came to see him, Mr. Josh. Whoa! What's going on, everybody? Thank you for coming down and joining us here at Zany's at, on a Sunday? Is it Sunday? <sighs> I've been traveling a lot. Uh, on a Sunday, well, thank you guys for coming down. Give yourselves a round of applause, please. All right. Um, okay, so I know we're at a comedy club. For those of you who have never uh, been to a live taping of a podcast before or listened to a podcast before, uh, this is fairly normal. This is my podcast. And podcast is basically, it's an interview. But since I'm doing it, there'll be a lot of dumb shit. Okay? Um, at the end, we'll have a question, a Q&A with uh, Cody Allen and the guys from Little Big Town. So you guys, if you have questions, you'll be able to ask them. And um, outside of that, you know, we're just going to have a good time. Can you turn me down a little bit? I almost don't even need a mic. But can you turn me down just a little? Um, and so, since it's a music uh, show, and we got a lot of musicians on the show, I thought I would open with a funny little story, and I hope it's funny. Oh, and by the way, somebody asked me backstage, do you, they said there are a couple older folks out there, do you change your material for the age of the people that are in front of you? And no. Uh, <laughs> no, you came to my house for dinner, so <laughs> you get what I serve, so... Uh, <laughs> plus, I think that's, it's like, uh, it's not, it's disrespectful. The older people have already lived, like, they're, they're not children. They're just a little older. And I'll, I'll tell you who knocked that notion out of my brain. My grandmother. My grandmother was a, she's a funny lady, but I remember the first time she saw me, I was super nervous. And she said, she saw me backstage, and she goes, you look nervous. And I said, I am nervous. She said, why are you so nervous? I said, I, I don't want to swear in front of you, Nana. And she said, which word exactly do you not want to say? And I said, I don't want to say fuck in front of you. And she said, sweetheart, I had to fuck for you to get here. And I was like, to the show, Nana? I'd have given you a ride, shit. I don't need you on the side of the road like, my grandson needs to work. Ah! So, yeah, uh, I don't change my material, um, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun little show, and I thought I'd just open with a little story about, I went to a, um, I made a change in my life last year. Uh, uh, I lived my life basically, you know, we grew up kind of poor, 
And because of that, I always cheated myself out of experiences because I was saving money, right? So, uh, and then a couple of years ago, I didn't go to a concert I wanted to go to, and I saved 100 bucks. And then a year later, I was like, I had no idea where that fucking $100 went, but I missed out on all those experiences, all those memories. So I've been really trying to make memories the last year, and I would, I would in invite you guys to do the same thing. You get one trip on this fucking rock, so make some memories. And here's what I did last year. I went to a, a concert called... Um, it was old cello. It was Coachella for old people. Um, it was. It was. It was in the desert, and it was uh, the Stones, the Who, McCartney, Roger Waters, Neil Young, and Bob Dylan, all in the same place. Now, has anyone ever seen Bob Dylan before? Yeah, he's fucking terrible. Don't go see him. Yeah, that was. He doesn't play one hit. He didn't play one hit. Did you one? Did you recognize one song? It was. It was an hour and a half of this. And you know what's crazy is like there was a guy next to me who was like, yeah, well, he's Bob Dylan. He's earned the right to do what he wants. And I think that's true if he was playing in his own fucking living room, but he wasn't. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I, was, I had decided that weekend that I was going to take some mushrooms. Um, out of respect to the bands that were there, I felt like they would have wanted me to be high. So I... I told my brothers, I go, I'm taking some mushrooms this weekend. And they were like, which night? I go, mm, this weekend. <laughs> and they said, okay, are you going to do it by yourself? I go, no, there's going to be 90,000 people there. So I'm going to make some friends, right? So I take the mushrooms right after Bob Dylan because he drove me to drugs. And, and uh, right by, round of applause, just out of curiosity, people who have taken a mushroom in here. Okay, all right. And then usually sound a little happier about it, but that's all right. Um, so about five minutes before the stones come on, because the stones were following Dylan, I got my first little warm hug from, like, the mushrooms came and tapped me on the shoulder, like, hey, we're going to join you for the rest of the night. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and then the stones started playing. Bam, bam, and I was like, yes, right? Oh, and next to me, watching the show was this old Hispanic couple. And the dude had like wire rim John Lennon glasses and a really tight, tight ponytail, you know, pulled tight so he looked surprised the whole show. He was like. <laughs> and his wife scratched his back the entire show. Shh, 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 shh. Two hours, guys, two hours, he's, she scratches his back. So we're about five minutes in and the dude turns to me and he goes, hey man, and I go, hey. And he said, what's your name? And I said, Josh. And he said, who do you think the best rock and roll band of all time is, Josh? And I was, I was about to trip balls, right? So <laughs> the last thing I want to do is have a conversation with the Mexican John Lennon. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to Pasadena on that. So I just give him the answer that I think is going to finish it. And I said, uh, the Beatles. And he was like, whoa, man, it's the Stones. She and I have seen the Stones 66 times. And she said, yeah, and we re-fall in love every time we go. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. That's sweet, right? I'm, I'm watching the Stones for the first time. They've seen them 66 times. And then I'm going to watch them re-fall in love right in front of my face. That's about to melt off my fucking skull, right? So <laughs> I felt like telling them, I hope you don't mind watching this show next to the Ghost Rider because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So Five minutes later, dude turns to me and he goes, hey, man. And I go, 
hey. And he goes, what's your name? And I was like, Josh. And he said, who do you think the best rock and roll band of all time is, Josh? And I was like, oh my God, these mushrooms are amazing. Because I, it was like the most visceral deja vu I'd ever had in my life. And for a second, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I was like, I can see the fucking future. Like, I, I know how this conversation ends. I'm going to see this concert twice. Fuck yeah. We did the whole thing 66 times, re-fall in love. Not kidding. Ten minutes later, the dude turns to me and he goes, hey, man. And I go, please don't ask me that question again, dude. And he was like, what question? And his wife said, you'll have to excuse him. He's done so many drugs, he has no short-term memory. And I was like, well, no wonder you got to see the stone 66 fucking times. And just so you know, you don't re-fall in love. He thinks he picks up some chick at the Stones concert and fucks her back at the house like... It's not as romantic as you think, ma'am. I just want you to know that. And then here's the true privilege of my life. Going to this concert was watching a generation of people watch their idols for the last time. It was so cool. It was because they did it without inhibition. The concert was for them, right? So it was a bunch of 60 to 70-year-old white dudes just getting drunk. It was amazing. And you know what happens when 50,000 drunk white dudes get together? You know what breaks out? Dance circles. <laughs> oh, you weren't expecting that, were you? Neither was I. Oh, my God. Now, listen, when I say dance circles, there was a lot of this. <laughs> and you know how you could tell they liked the song? Because the guns went up in the air. Right? <laughs> there was a lot of guys doing the pencil, which was cool, a lot of pencil. And there was one dude, big dude near me, doing leg kicks. I'm like, oh, man, look at big dude go, right? And he's kicking him up, and then he falls. And he just hits the ground. And he's not moving. And I was like, oh, no. He, he fucking river danced himself to death. Like, he's not getting up. And he didn't get up. And EMTs came, and they put him on a stretcher, and they wheel him out. And I'm like, oh, no, right? Yeah, this is not good. And, and so one of his friends was standing near me, and the guy wheels by him, and his friend leans over and goes, you're going to be okay, man. And the guy just, he's on the stretcher, and he just cracks his eye open, and he goes, yeah, I'm just really tired from dancing. <laughs> and the guy goes, what? He goes, yeah, I laid down on the ground, and the EMT said, you can't lay here. And I said, I'm not fucking getting up, man. <laughs> and the EMT said, if you don't get up, sir, I'm going to have to wheel you out of here. And I said, that actually sounds kind of nice. So... They wheeled him out, and this is when things got a little weird. This is when things got weird. There was like a 290-pound shirtless dude running up to people doing this. And I am, at this point, fully fucked up. So I'm watching him, and I'm like, Oh, I really hope he doesn't come over here. And he does. He comes up, and he shakes his belly at me like this. And then he said something to me that I promise you has never been said in the history of humankind. Dude shakes his belly at me like this, and then he goes, hey, how many knuckles deep you think you can go on my belly button? I went, what? <laughs> he goes, how many knuckles deep? I go, none, dude, none knuckles deep, zero knuckles deep. And he goes, why? I go, what do you mean, why? He goes, everybody's doing it. I go, who, who the fuck is doing that? And he goes, everybody, and now listen, I'm on drugs, 
you know, last I want to be part of the group. You know what I mean? And I don't want to be the only guy at the festival who's not finger fucking this guy's belly button. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And he goes, okay. Oh, it gets so much worse. Uh, he goes, I go, what finger should I use? And he goes, I would use the index. And I go, okay. So I go, I go to lube up my finger, right? And dude goes, you won't need any lube. And I was like, oh, lucky me. So it just, it, it just slid right in, right? But guys, I'm a freak. I made eye contact the whole way. I was like, I'm getting, my, I'm getting my money's worth, man. You know, I was like, how's that feel, big guy? I'm pretty good. And it went in all the way to the top. Room to spare. It still gets worse. So I go to pull my finger out. And you know when you put your finger in one of those Chinese finger locks? <laughs> and there's like a weird suction that goes in easy, but you try to pull it out. And I was like, oh, no. And I couldn't get my finger out. I have my hand, full palm on this dude's belly, like this. Uh, uh, and it just popped out eventually. And when it pops out, he turns to his friends and he goes, we finally found somebody to do it! I go, I thought everybody was doing that. He goes, who would do that? I go, that's what I fucking said! Now let me tell you something. Now we're going to get to the truth part. Truth, and I'm going to judge the men in here by this. Here's some truth for you. Truth, I had to fight every fiber in my body not to smell that finger just one time. <laughs> Don't owe me, you hypocritical fucks. You graze your nuts, the first thing you do is smell them. You telling me you wouldn't been tempted just to smell that once? That was like having a unicorn on my finger. I was never going to smell that again. But I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I did it. I didn't. I gave my brother Dirty Sanchez, and I was like, hey, dude, hope you enjoy your weekend. You guys ready to talk to Cody Allen? You guys ready to talk to Cody Allen? Guys, please put your hands together for a very good friend of mine, Mr. Cody Allen, everybody. Come on out here, Cody. Right here? All right. Fantastic. Yeah, there we go. Woo! Buddy, good to how be are here. you? Great. Are you good? Great. I'm doing great. Good how are you guys you. doing? Everybody good? Everybody know Cody from his show? Yeah, no. No yeah, one knows. Yeah, who everybody I am, knows you from your... few... Where are my country music fans here? Where are the country music? There they go. They're all here for you. Now, listen, people ask me how I know you. But before I get into that, I will tell you, man, and I don't know if I've told you this before, I listen to your interviews. I listen to your interviews. The mic it works better with oh, the microphone. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this is my first experience with a microphone. Yeah. This so this makes the voice go out wow. like that. Yeah. Okay. Technology. Yeah. It, but it doesn't have to be quite that close. Is it no, no close? you can pull it back a little. Where would you like me to like this? Dude, this whatever you're comfortable good? with. Yeah. Okay. How do you guys um, feel about this range? Is that good? Everybody again. You, here's what uh, I, I love about you, man. I listen to your interviews, and, I, and because I like interviewing people, but you have an innate ability to make people feel comfortable. Wow, thank you. Uh, no, dude, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a skill to have. But you started out not interviewing people, right? You started out just as DJ? Yeah, just a regular DJ on the radio. Yeah. And, and so how did you get into the interview part of it? Um, I mean, you know, over the years, I built a career in radio and, and then worked for CMT, so... 
You know, that uh, brings a lot of stars your way, so it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of happened naturally. What would you say, like, can you think of the first interview that you did that really kind of put you, <laughs> or gave you some uh, recognition, especially with CMT or the people? Uh, no, I think um, over the years, like uh, we've had so many moments. Like I think Taylor Swift is Heard was of her. one of those. Yep. Like we all it seems he knew Taylor before she was a big, huge international star. Uh huh. So she would come and do interviews uh, with us, uh, you know, regularly. And um, and she, uh, I th you remember she was dating Taylor Lautner? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she was in that movie with him, and they. She was in a movie. A what? Well, a couple. It's Valentine's Day, right? Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, you sounded so offended. Valentine's Day! Taylor yeah. mega fan. <laughs> that had Taylor squared in it. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day. Got it. Anyway, there was a moment where I asked her about dating him, and it was like a big, huge ordeal. To, yeah. I mean, to ask about her dating life at the time was a big, huge thing. So it made. Did headlines. she write a song about that? I'm sure she did. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. about you asking. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, who, because I am always, I, I, I'm always surprised by, I think country music artists have the best sense of humor out of most of the uh, musicians. Who would you feel like that you've interviewed has the best sense of humor? Outside of Jimmy and Philip, who are in back. So, yeah, uh, they are really funny they're guys. They're the funniest guys out there. <laughs> I hope you bring more than I am here. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, Blake Shelton's great. I yeah. mean, obviously you see him on The Voice, and he's a really funny guy. Uh, and he, when he calls, you know, or you know, I do an interview with him. You know, he always brings something hilarious. So, uh, man, I, he usually talks like this. Man, I don't know if uh, if when I call you, I don't know if you're being serious or stupid. <laughs> Should I be serious with these questions or stupid? Uh, if you're talking, that, that sounds like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious right now or just being stupid. She says it in a much, much, much more poignant, yeah. yeah, because she's assuming that I'm being stupid most of the time. As do I. Yeah, I know you do. But we met because I had a show on CMT. <laughs> I had a show on CMT for a little while. By the way, I did all I could to save that show. Yeah, you, know you should have right? done a little fucking more. Well, unfortunately, just me watching wasn't enough. <laughs> so... Because apparently it was just you watching. That's the fucking problem. And there are more people in here that were watching the show on a weekly night. Um, but uh, we met and uh, on the on the phone first. Yeah, yeah. On the phone, and um, you would we, we I would call into his show and and do like a weekly segment where we would uh, do topics about. Yep. You know, whatever. Whatever newsy, whatever things were happening. So, and then I just want to just clarify something. Just, you guys see these T-shirts, and, and this is why I just want to tell you what they're here for, and we'll get to that in a second. So, over the time that we talked on the phone, the joke that he and I had going together is which one of us wore tighter T-shirts. And I told him that he, he wears mediums, <laughs> which is somewhere in between a small and a medium, right? And, right. Um, and a medium. You've never heard of a medium? And, and, and when people ask me what size t-shirt do you wear, I always say it depends on which one makes my arms look better. So we brought out, just so later, just so you know, we brought out some t-shirts wow. um, that I got from Gap Kids. <laughs> and we're going to try them on, and we're going to see which one of us. Uh, and now, is this in my like, disclaimer? Didn't I tell you last week? Didn't I text you? I hope you're doing sit-ups. <laughs> and you were like, why did you say that? I'm like, just do your fucking sit-ups. Because that's And I was what like, I'm having a cheeseburger <laughs> right yeah, now. That is what you said, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, not me. I've been fasting since... <laughs> when's, the last, when's the last time you had a carb? 
A Who's carb? That? Yeah, in preparation for apparently this. What's that? 2004, <laughs> when the Red Sox won. That's right. No, I, uh, I had carbs last night because, you know, I'm a late night weed guy. Yeah. And nobody gets high and is like, where are those almonds? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to dig into those unsalted cashews tonight. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so that's my problem. And I was in Edmonton, Canada. And you know what there is to do up there? Get high and eat. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I did. Um, so I had a carb last night. Okay. About 5,000 of them. Right. Whatever is in a donut and four pieces of pizza. Well, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm anxious to see what's under that shirt. Well, we, I mean, we don't have to do it quite yet. Well, oh, not yet? No, we're going to. Now, Cody also, my wife has a movie coming out in, the, in August. And yeah. Cody was in it. Cody has a role in the oh. movie. I, I pretty much carried it. I believe you I did. Mean, I believe. Can you uh, uh, let me see if you can remember your? Uh, your oh line. my god. Okay, let me see. you ready? Okay, ready? Go. <laughs> I have no idea what it was. Uh, I, I I know I played like a red carpet reporter. Yeah, I think person. I got it. Ready? Yeah. Okay. okay. You ready for your line? <laughs> Liam, who's this on your arm? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, and they, but he carried the movie. Everybody's like, who's that guy? Who's I the smell <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> I smell Oscar. This movie, by the way, is, uh, is set in the world of country music, and the soundtrack has a lot of big, uh, uh, little big town songs on it, but it also has a lot of original <laughs> country songs. It does. I mean, they, you guys still haven't seen the movie, but uh, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> all I see is the silhouette of Philip's hair at the bar. That's all I it's see It's the back best there. hair it's, in the world. Oh, my God, that hair. I'm so jealous. What is that? You know, and, and by the way, people think that I wear a hat all the time because I, have, I just have a bad Jufro. I know some people are like, you don't take your hat off because you don't want people to see your horns, right? But that's not it. That was a Jew joke, everybody. It's okay. Thank you very much. It's all right. You guys, it's okay when a Jew makes a Jew joke. You guys are okay to laugh at that. It's all right. Your assholes clenched up a little tighter than they should have because I know you're telling the jokes in the car on the way home, so you might as well laugh at them here. <laughs> if, <laughs> raise your hand if you've never told a Jew joke. Exactly. So <laughs> we're all friends here. Becky, put your hand down. Okay. Um... I did get some questions. Now, I, 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 I had a, couple, a bunch of questions for you, but I want to go to the questions that people online asked me to ask you. Oh, okay. Because I really feel like, for the podcast especially, it's, I really want to service those people, right? Okay. So one guy, he wrote something so specific that I just wow. wanted to ask you. Now, for those of you who don't know, you, how, you came out a couple months ago? January. January. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. There are my gays. I knew you were here. Yeah. I knew you were here. Let me ask you, man, how long did you deliberate for that? Like, how long? Uh, and, and who? Did you tell your family first? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Did you tell your boyfriend before you told your family? <laughs> he already knew. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I gave him some subtle hints. You did? <laughs> uh, no, I... <laughs> He's actually here. Where is that yeah, beautiful beast? There he is, right over here. Yeah. He's, he's handsome, man. He's handsome. He's a good-looking man. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, of course, there was an evolution. Family like, first? Totally. Yeah. It took years before I actually wanted to say it to the public. I mean, I honestly wanted to make sure everything was good with my family before I did anything. Yeah. How long did your family know before the public knew? Years. Yeah. That's amazing, though, that yeah. in today's day and age, not even a slip, not even a right. Well, <laughs> you, you don't know what people know or what they think. Right. I mean, I definitely wasn't covering it up. I just hadn't said it. So. And so you have kids. Yeah. 
And they were totally cool with it. Yeah. Can I tell you, like, the generation today is, like, so different than... Agreed. Yeah. You know, my daughter, when my daughter was 16, we were at dinner, uh, she was probably 15, and we're at the, uh, my dining room table, yeah. and she's sitting across from my son, who at the time was probably 12, and my wife and I are there, and she just started crying, yeah. my daughter. And she, I said, what's wrong, babe? She said, I, I just want you to know that I, I think I'm dating Savannah. And then I go, okay. And then, by the way, out of nowhere, my 12-year-old son goes, I'm in an Armenian gang. I go, what? <laughs> I said, uh, we're going to get back to the gang. Uh, I said, you know you're not Armenian, right? He goes, I know. I do know that. That's the one of the problems. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was so amazing to me that even as open as I am with my kids and as close as I am with them, that she still felt so nervous and so in, sh in shame almost. Right. That, but it, was, I, I, but it warmed my heart that she felt like she could come and, and tell us. Um, how early did you know, and what was, what was it that stopped you? Because you were married. Yeah, you know, uh, I knew when I was really young. I mean, I probably, I don't know, eight or nine or something but like that. But you got married anyways. Yeah, because I thought it was the right thing to do. I mean, you know, religion played a part in it. Like, right. I wanted to, you know, please what I thought at the time was pleasing God. Right. And, uh, and I think also, like, you know, I lived in a different time. I mean, yes. five years ago, it became a little bit more accepted. In the last couple of years, much more accepted. So, you know, at the time, it was, you know, I don't want to age myself here, but I will. 20 years ago, I mean, 20 years ago. Yeah. So, um, then 20 it, years ago, people thought George Michael was straight. You yeah, yeah. When I Want Your Sex came out, I was like, that guy's fucking chicks for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's definitely banging chicks. No, no, not. I don't think so. Not one. Uh, <laughs> but, but, so everybody, everybody, uh, uh, were you more nervous about telling your family or telling the country community? Because I think the stigma with the country yeah. community would be that they would not be accepting. But it turns out it's been the exact opposite, right? Yeah, you know, it, I wasn't nervous about my family at all, really. I mean, I, obviously there was some you know, preparation and concerns about right. what, how they react, but for the most part, I knew they would, they, they, knew who I, they know who I am, right. so like, they love me, so uh, they're my family. So, um, although everyone is not that blessed. Yeah, just so you know, there are some families who are just like, yeah. yeah. But the country community, I mean, yeah, you, I had lots of concerns because I thought, man, they're going to, how will the great unknown, those people out there who I don't know, right. how, what will they think? Because um, they don't know me. Yes. Because if I think if you know me, I think you understand that, okay, this isn't a choice I made. This is just the reality. I've and so let's deal with the, the real stuff instead of faking it through life. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and listen... I also tell people all the time when they're like, I've, I've had this conversation with people about it, it being a choice. Yeah. That, and I always, it's always dues, and I'm always like, okay, so you think it's a choice? And yeah, it's a choice. So do you wake up every morning and choose not to suck a dick? No? Well, then, then you're not gay. Yeah. Right. So that's, it's not a choice. I don't wake up and choose not to. It's just not something that I, it's my And thing. I choose to. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now. So, what this guy Travis online he was yeah. he was basically was saying that how happy he was for you, oh, how you inspired a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. But he wanted to know were, were was there anybody who you didn't think you'd have to worry about telling and you did and they reacted the exact opposite. Like you were like, oh, this guy's not gonna be a problem, and you told him and you were like, oh, he's not my friend anymore. Uh, 
You don't have to mention names, but was that, did you come across that? I really didn't. I mean, honestly, everybody was so positive. Um, there were obviously some comments, like, you know, they're going to be tr trolls who right. get online and say mean things. But I think, for the most part, everyone was really great. And, you know, folks like Carrie Underwood or Toby Keith, who's like the straightest alpha male in country music there is, yeah, yeah. spoke up and said, way to go. And... Uh, and that That's was awesome. really awesome. And so I think it scared whoever might have said something nasty, you know, away. Has it changed your job at all? Not at all. Do no. you? But I didn't want it to. I wanted to make sure that people knew from the moment after that, I'm the same guy I was right. before. Nothing changes. But because I'm still the same guy. What I mean by change your job, like when a weight gets lifted off your shoulder, yeah, yeah. Do, do you feel like you're better at your job now? Oh, totally, yeah. That's and I and right? I'd evolved to the point in the last couple of years where I was feeling more comfortable because I, uh, w you know, was making that transition, not to a woman. Yeah, but <laughs> not the Caitlyn Jenner transition, everybody. That's, that's a different transition. Yeah. So, uh, did you hear the rumor that she's putting out there that she might pose for Playboy? Caitlyn? Yeah. That's awesome. And scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for her, but that's one. I'm. I'm usually. I'll be. You could almost anything. I'll be like, yeah, I'll take a look. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. 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 What's that? You're gonna pass too? Okay, he's gonna pass. <laughs> I. I uh, Wearing heels today. <laughs> hey, hey, boys. What? Today's look, Malibu chic. <laughs> did you see the Insta, by the way, the other day, Instagram, uh, she was driving a tractor. Did you, who saw this? I yeah. did not. It was awesome. She's behind the wheel of the tractor on her home, like, hey, it's tractor day, driving a tractor today. <laughs> Beautiful day in Malibu, look behind me. It's awesome. Should I love she, her. Should she be operating vehicles that move? <laughs> That's a joke for three people who understand that she got an accident. Um, <laughs> I, I got it. For you, right? So you're doing the show, which is way more successful than my show was. And um, what, like, would you? What are your like? What your tips for your life from now on? What's your like? Where's your? Where do you want to climb to? What, what, like, what are your aspirations? You know what? I'm living my dream right now. Like, yeah. So I, it's hard to like not. Thank you. Four people care. People are caring about my yeah, dream. Four people care. Four people care. <laughs> Maybe they know what to do with my life next too. <laughs> Did you four guys help me? Care. 80 other people are like, right. he's gay? He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, yeah, what do you, what, 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 like, you don't have Can something. I, do you think I could do stand-up comedy? Because I feel like maybe I should do that. Well, um, <laughs> well, you know what? Let, I'm why looking don't you, for opportunities. Why don't you practice, like, give me, do you have a street joke you like to tell? Uh, what? A street joke. Do you have a joke? Yeah, let's see. Uh, I got a few in my pocket here. Oh, he came prepared! <laughs> He set me up for that. That. Okay. All right. So it's twenty dollars to get in here tonight, right? Is that right? How much to get out? Is that how? Yeah. You know what? You, you just insulted yourself. Okay. There you go. Good one. It's okay. That's the first first rule of stand up: self-deprecation. That's good. Good move. Good one. Good one. Okay. What else you got there? Are you already passing by one? I can I, see. No, Here's how you can tell. He went, okay, no, no. You're already, check, check. But you're already these passing are on your jokes. These are terrible. <laughs> these were so funny in the car over here. Um, do, you, do you ever, do you ever on, your, on your show, do you ever yeah. set up a bit where you're like, this is going to fucking kill, and then you do it, and it's like crickets? I, 
when I, there's some jokes where I'll, I'll be in my house. I'm like, this is going to be the funniest joke I've ever <laughs> told in my life. And I can't wait to tell it. And I get on stage and it's like, yeah. like a tumbleweed goes by. I'm like, oh, no. Does that happen to you? Oh, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you, you never know where it's going to go or no. how people are going to react, really. I mean, you think you th know what's funny, but it just, yeah. Like, for example, I know the guys from Little Big Town. You know they're here, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I was told this was going to be the men of LGBT tonight. And I, it, it turns out it's the, the men of LBT. <laughs> so. That's a good joke. Not bad, right? Not bad. That was a good one. Okay. Now, I will tell you, you know what a great example of not knowing if something's going to be funny or not? So the story I told you earlier about the mushrooms. So the first time I told it, I made this noise. Shh, 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 for her scratching the guy's back. So the first time wasn't funny. But by the time I did it the third or fourth time, people were laughing. And sometimes you do something on stage, you're like, I have no idea why people are laughing. <laughs> I'm just going to keep making that stupid fucking noise. <laughs> but the, it's so crazy, right? You get some lucky accidents. Yeah. What do you feel like for you in your show, like is your, like, mm, your butter, your bread and butter, your go-to, why people tune in for you, besides well, the music, besides the music? I think it's, you know, it's celebrity interviews. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, we have a good time. It's, it, I always, yeah, you do. I always feel like it's a little bit like Jimmy Fallon on radio to, you know, for the country music world. So, we, you know, we play games with every I mean, celebrity You've got a pretty inflated in view of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like I'm Jimmy Fallon with a little Richard Pryor in there and... Uh, you know, kind of a little Howard Stern, too, but whatever. Uh. I mean, it's, it's a party, Josh. We get more viewers than them, and uh, yeah. Um, you ready to try our mediums? I don't want to do this. I will only do this if the crowd is behind us. And, okay. and if the crowd agrees to not take any photos. Deal. Deal. Okay. So these are for your mem remember when there weren't cameras on your phone? Remember okay. that time? Let's Think start. So let's start with some Abercrombie and Fitch. Let's start with this shirt I'm wearing tonight for you. Right? Yeah. Whoa. Let's start with some Abercrombie and Fitch extra smalls. Okay. You want the white or the or the teal? Oh, dude, you got guns. All right, you're not gonna get to the baby kid gap. I will. Uh, okay. All right, here we go. All right, the extra small actually, unfortunately, kind of fits. So <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I was I, hoping this. Would I be would wear enough. this. Yeah. I would wear this. <laughs> I was hoping this would be the funny one, but unfortunately, um, it's not. So we're go What's that? Yeah, we're gonna go to the Gap Kids. Okay, Gap Kids. Let's go to the Gap Kids. Really. Gap Kids large. Do you want to? 
Do you want the soccer shirt? Or do you want the bike shirt? Okay. By the way, this is great podcast for the people listening. For those of you listening, this last five minutes was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Well, I feel like, let me see, hold on. Look at this, look at this. Where would we be going right now? The gay club? The gay <laughs> All right, we got, I feel like, I feel like we probably, the extra small Abercrombie & Fitch, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. This one, Philip, what do you think about this one? You like the stripes? <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm going to open it up real quick for any questions for Cody. Okay? Anybody have any questions for Cody? And then we're going to bring the guys out here. Ready? And your mark. Get set. Go. And this is hard to take me seriously like this, and I apologize. Anybody at all? Going once. Going twice, he's here. Oh my God, no questions? That's crazy. I'm offended. Sunshine's got a question. How old are they? Yeah, uh, they're 18 and 15. Yeah. 18? Great. Yeah. And so, when, I can't believe I'm having a serious conversation. Yeah, uh, I can't either. So, <laughs> when the 18-year-old, because teenage kids are tough, man. I'm sorry, have, I just keep looking at your navel. Have I they just... been getting... Uh, 
Have it's they, a nice belly button. Have they been getting uh <laughs> How are they do they get any shit at school? No, not at all. That's amazing, be right? Because that's this is what I would say about this generation of kids. It's completely different. It's completely different. Like my son is a teenager too. Right. And what color somebody is or what's their sexual orientation, I know I just it's hard to take it I seriously. Know, right? I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's not an issue to them at all. No. And is that the same with your kids? I think so. I mean to them it was like me revealing that I you know, my, my eyes are green or something. You know, like yeah. To them, it's like, okay, so what? Like, it doesn't matter to them. I'm like, going to go ahead and cover it up because he's having a serious conversation yeah. and I'm <laughs> dressed like an asshole. So, hold on. But for them, it was not a big deal. No, it really wasn't. So, yeah, it was great that way. That's amazing. Oh, oh. Um, all right, anybody else? All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. How many knuckles deep can I go in my belly button? Uh, probably two. Uh, <laughs> all right, anybody else? That's a great question. I just, um, you know, I remember Tim McGraw, like, uh, Where the Green Grass Grows, and I thought, man. In fact, I got fired from a job about the time that that song came out. Shockingly, I was fired for, like, a syndicated show, which is what I do now. But nonetheless, um, and I thought to myself, man, if I can't, like, tell people about this great music, yeah. then I, what am I doing? I got to find another job. I got to keep staying in it. Why do you think people, and listen, I, 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 even though some of it isn't my thing, right? But country music has a lot of different genres inside of right. country music. Why do you think people, for example, give such a hard time to bro country and all that stuff? Like, it, what I always, for me as an artist, like the best thing about comedy or music or whatever is that it's subjective. You don't have to love everything, but that doesn't mean you don't. You have to shit on the stuff that you don't right. like. Yeah. Let other people like what they like. I don't. I've never understood what that problem is. So what, and one person agrees, uh, everybody else is like, fuck Florida Georgia Line! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were thinking, so I just said it for you. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> but so why, like what, why do you think that is? And do you feel that also, that people attack, like, like, for me, I know a lot of people are like, where's that old country? Well, there's yeah. some guys that are out now with Sturgill and those guys who have an older sound right. to them, right? Yeah. But why do you feel like that is? And do you feel like that's still out there where people are just I like... Know. There's always people complaining about something, right? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's people who have nothing better to do who sound off on stuff like that. Because yeah. like, there's room for everybody yes. and every kind of music. And that's the great thing about countries. I feel like it's a spectrum. Like, you know, we have, uh, we have room for... Taylor, some right, still some yep. right, and but we also have room for one guy. Like one guy's yep. got, okay. but you also can fit in, you know, Chris Stapleton or you know Sturgill, yeah. like you said. So um, it just that's that's the wonderful thing about listening to country music is you really get a spectrum of different kinds. Give me uh, because I I have to uh, the last five concerts I've seen outside of Old Cella were um, <laughs> work have been country concerts yeah. because to me country concerts are the concerts where they're still performing and they want you to have fun. Like country concerts, people go and it's like a party. It's a good time. It's like what I imagine like 80s rock used to be. Like when you went to see Motley Crue, you were like, fuck, get fucked up! You know what I mean? <laughs> right? right? And you were there to party and have yeah. a good time. And I feel like country delivers that now. Yeah. Do you feel that also? Oh, totally. I went to Thomas Rhett, who was there Friday night, right? It was a great time. And, and uh, you, you saw a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. By the way, there's room for all of us, right? In country music yeah, and beyond. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I, I definitely think that. It's, it's definitely still that place to go and like just let loose. All right, one last thing. Yeah. Tell me, because you 
who outside of little big town music, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me what you think. The next, like, who's the guy or girl in country music that that's gonna break next? Oh my god! That's because you hear all the all the new music, right? Yeah. Who do you feel like? Does anybody out there feel like there's somebody that's breaking? Who do you think? Oh, you think she's gonna break? All right, there you go. All right. Well, we're bringing guitars out later. You're going to come up and sing a song. Okay. Uh, um, you know, it's really, it's, it's, uh, there's so many, I mean, great artists that are coming up through the ranks. I mean, obviously, I think Thomas, if he hasn't become A-list yet, he's right. the next big, I mean, Sam, I think, this is Sam Hunt uh, as well. Um, this, uh, uh, yeah, this Luke girl, Bryan just handed his jeans down to Sam Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what and his T-shirts. Yeah. As well. <laughs> Do they need some more T-shirts? Because uh, we, we have some to spare. Yeah, we got some. And by the way, if anybody has kids, uh, <laughs> we got some T-shirts besides the one that I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah. So you would say, Thomas? Uh, you know, I think if we're talking about you know who's going to be the next A-lister. Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely right there. Uh, you know, I like this band Lanco. It's pretty good. There's, I mean, there's just so much good stuff that's happening right now in country. It's, it's really in a good spot. Guys, any last questions for Cody? Yeah. Oh, my favorite. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> Josh she, Wolf, asked, she asked who course. his favorite celebrity was. Josh, of course. Uh, favorite celebrity? I mean, hard not to like, like Dolly Parton. Like, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. she's just real, and I think uh, real, and I think <laughs> fake, but real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, when you're 80, they don't stand up like that. I don't think. That's a, <laughs> you know what? I bet you her grandkids knock things off the table and are like, Grandma, can you pick that up for us? <laughs> okay, yeah, just slower. Uh, Dolly, you like Dolly? Oh, she's great, yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? One more. We got one more, yeah. Have you Say that again. Cold. Cold. Cold oh, shoulder. I think it's been, you know, there's a few people who've never anything personal, like face to face. So that's good, right? Just the uh, shit I say about you on your Facebook page? Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just people on social media, yeah. like saying yeah. comments, but. Just cowards. Just cowards. Those are all cowards. Those are all cowards. Anybody who's critical online, that means, you know who. You know who is not critical of other people online is people who are successful because they got other shit to fucking do. So just remember that. If you get shit from anybody online, that person is in a basement somewhere wearing these fucking T-shirts. Really not happy with their lives, all right? Cody Allen, everybody. Let him hear it. Dude, that was fantastic. Yeah, you're Thank you very much. And, here, and, and keep the applause going for my buddies from Little Big Town, Philip and Jimmy. Come on out here, guys. Come on out here, guys. Come on out here, guys. Come on out here. You know they're nervous, right? Come on. Hey, come on. Hey. Hey, everybody. Now, uh, we were just right in the middle of about to do a cheers when you, you said that. We can that. do a cheers out here. And we were talking about uh, Jimmy's uh, old house. I don't know what. His old house? This old house. This old house. This old house. Wait, uh, now, are you, doing a are you doing a shot? Because I'll yeah. do one. Oh, right. sure. Hey, you just. I ain't scared. Uh, here we go. Um, sure. I think I we're gonna pass make a bottle. Them jealous. Down. That's good. Well, cheers. hello, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. They're having cheers. drinks. Cheers. 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 Yeah. yeah. To good yeah. friends. 
<laughs> that goes way, way, way down. Hey, 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 hey. It's cold. Oh. <laughs> um, that was in my backpack. Tastes better that Now, can way. I ask you guys something? You yeah. guys play in front of thousands and thousands of people in arenas. But you told me backstage, you're like, I'm kind of fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this is I mean, not my element, but I, I'm cool. I love <laughs> this. Actually, whiskey know, helps. Yeah, whiskey helps. <laughs> the crazy That's going to be the is. name of your next song. That's right. <laughs> whiskey helps. <laughs> This is this is great, but you know it's very. This is intimate, and like with those arenas, it's like so big. Like sometimes you can't even see. You feel this this totally you poor fellow. You does that what? guy? What'd you say? You poor fellow. No, I didn't mean it like that. Champagne problems. Yeah, <laughs> the place is too big. There are too many people. I can't even see people. The thing is, the thing is, what I'm saying is here. Like, yes. we could like, I could eat one of your French fries. Yeah. Which actually looks not good in, right now. Not in an arena, no. But that's see for me also comedy clubs, like clubs like this really test you because there are some clubs where you can't see anybody, and it's just like whatever. Is that good or bad? It's it's kind of good <laughs> because I don't know. About you can't you. see when they're going. Sucks. Yes, that's right. You suck. Now you yes. can see probably the we first can five see that. rows, right? Yes, we can. So it. when you see people going, "Yay!" Don't you focus in on the one person who's like, "One, hey, yeah." Don't you? Ah. And you can't stop like, looking. Oh, come like, down there. Yeah, you're like, I'm gonna play this guitar until you move your fucking arms, right? <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. It's the same thing. Isn't so that weird. It is. It's during my entire that. first yeah. joke. I noticed that this woman didn't laugh yeah, once. Yeah, not once. And so. It's okay. We've she known her for a long time. time. She, she didn't even fucking she's, smile. She's I didn't very even think she blinked, to tell you the truth. You know, I didn't see her face move. I didn't even know if she was alive. She's laughing on the inside. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, known her for a long time. She's just very stoic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, here's where I met these guys. I met these guys. This will tell you how long ago it was. We were in, at the Las Vegas airport in the Southwest Terminal. When's the last time you guys flew Southwest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might have been the last time you flew Southwest. A-lister. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you know. We, but we, we yeah, that, it was in Vegas. That was probably five. I said seven years ago. It feels like a decade. Yeah. Seven years ago? Seven. seven. Oh, you were there, like, right? <laughs> that was seven years there. ago. Hi, Shana. Yeah, it was seven years ago. We, we just happened upon each other, and you were on the Chelsea Lately show at the time. Yep. Which we're fans of. Yes. And so we were just like, we were both crispy fried in Las Vegas, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, what city are you going to? I don't know what city are you going to. And we started uh, chatting, know. and then we, we walked through the airport together and became fast, fast friends. friends. Uh, oh, jinx on you. Boop, 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 I'm going to baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, by the way, your wife said to give you a kiss. Because uh, she's a, are you going to do that of our bromance. Uh, uh, that's so nice. Where's that kiss going to happen? Uh, it's not going to okay. happen. <laughs> <laughs> you got, now, let me ask you. As a comic, right? This, it, like when I did that story. So that story is new for me. And I'll tinker with it, but I have to tinker with it on stage. Right? That's so, crazy. So I can't tinker in a studio. Yeah, that's... I, I have to do it all in front of people live. And which is, which for me... It's difficult because sometimes you try things and it doesn't work, and then those people saw you one time and they're like, "That guy sucks." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you have to try new material. Do you guys tinker on stage at all? Oh yeah, every night. I think we always try to, you know, change the set list up a little bit or try to feel out what this particular crowd might expect, might want. 
we never really know. And then, you know, we'll, we have several times on the set list, we'll call it like Peyton Manning, call an audible. Like, Omaha, Omaha. All of a sudden, like, <laughs> the, the set will be going a certain way. And one song we've got planned, we're like, this is not going to work. Abort mission, abort yeah. really? mission. Cancel the song. Us. Cancel the song. Wait, like, tell me, tell me, like, give me an example of how you can tell by a crowd what song they won't When they do hear. like this. <laughs> That's the one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what song do you play next? Bring Somebody out Luke Bryan! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you up there? <laughs> oh, you guys opened for him, right? Yeah, yeah for yeah. 60 was, shows. They were, they were really ready for knows. Luke Bryan a Listen. lot of the time. Like, way too soon. They were I, ready. Is that opening for somebody like that? Like, I opened for Cable Guy for years. And uh, this will tell you how little people pay attention to the opening act as a comic. So at the end of my set, I go, hey, get, go ahead and go ahead and text whoever you need. We're just doing a show. Chelsea, she's actually she's talking to you. Yeah, she's no, on her Twitter right now. I'm glad our conversation's so gripping. We can see yeah. you. <laughs> I've always wanted to go. We can see you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. She was actually saying, this is terrible. Please get yeah, me no out of here. Totally cool. Yep. <laughs> yep. If you want to take out your computer and do some shit too, that's, that's right. Okay get some that. work done. This is a good email. Some emails, that's you know, cool. you can get rid of the trash emails around now. This yeah. is a good time of day to do that. <laughs> I love you. I'm kidding. So when you say you tinker, oh oh, the, tinker. Ca the cable guy. Let me tell you this, and then I'll yeah, ask yeah. you the tinker. So this is how little people pay attention to the opening act, especially for a comic. So I, at the end of my set, I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna, uh, I'll be up at the merch stand. If anyone wants to come and say hello and shake hands. This dude walked right up to me, and he goes, hey. And I go, hey. And he goes, hey, the opening act, when is he going to get here? And I was like. <laughs> that's me. And he was like, no, that's not you. I'm like, that's fucking me, dude. I'm <laughs> standing right in front of you. I got to tell you, this half shirt is distracting the shit out of me. <laughs> it's just so sexy. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know what's going on. Dude. I think you're lying about the carbs. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I have no room to talk. I love carbs. Uh, so I will, do I. I will eat carbs as. Listen, as, you are you telling I love me carbs. you think I'm getting high and I'm dipping into like some lettuce? <laughs> How that's not happening. <laughs> not happening. Uh, so is it bad to give away that you know guy like Larry the Cable Guy has like that's not how he really talks? No, he's he's okay. His <laughs> name is Dan. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. I mean, I just. No, we got to meet the guy, and yeah, it, it kind of no, tripped me out a little. He, can I tell I love, you? I love it. I brought somebody. So my daughter, this is so embarrassing. Okay, my daughter <laughs> met somebody online, and I was like, I'm going to give you the abbreviated version. So she meets this guy online, and I was like, babe, that shit isn't real. It's not real. And she goes, it's real. We're soulmates. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> right? So uh, he sends a picture of him. Now, this is a 16-year-old kid. He, what he sent was a Photoshop version of 21 Jump Street Johnny Depp. <laughs> now, my, my daughter doesn't know that, right? Right. Yeah. So she it's, goes, isn't he good looking? I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the best looking guy in the world, but <laughs> he doesn't live in fucking Missouri. I'm telling you that right now. I saw that episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a handsome dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she goes, I want to meet him. Uh, uh, so... 
I was doing a show in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Have that's you been where, there? That's where my dad lives. That's where your dad lives? Yes. So I was doing it. How many people there? Uh, 42. Yeah. There's <laughs> 42. One, there's one Mexican restaurant, which yeah. most towns have several Mexican yeah. restaurants. They have one. one. Yeah. Poplar Bluff, they say we're going to the Dairy Queen because that's there's only fucking one. it. That's yeah. It. yeah. That's, that's it. it. You got it. So we go, and this dude shows up, not Johnny Depp, and, um, <laughs> but she brings, he brings his dad, and his dad, God bless him, super nice guy, but had, you know your front eight teeth? <laughs> and I know you've never thought of your front eight because you probably <laughs> was, have I'm all of them. I'm about to count. Dude had one of the front eight, but it was, uh. it was a big tooth, and it hung over his <laughs> lip. Oh. So you know what I thought? I was like, oh, that tooth ate all the other teeth. <laughs> because it, it grew so stronger. <laughs> it's like the Highlander. It killed all the other teeth. Yeah, it, was like, it could just power. be one. I'm the most powerful tooth. <laughs> so, so carry on. Why were we telling this story? I, I completely don't know. forget. You were, you were devastated. Some, yeah. Huh? Uh, Poplar. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, but I don't yes, remember your why. daughter. Your daughter. Yeah, this but I don't, guy. I don't remember why I started the story. <laughs> Are you eating oh, Larry edibles? Larry the Campbell guy, thank you. Larry the Campbell Larry. guy. So am I eating edibles? Am I breathing? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, okay, so I bring the guy backstage because he's like, man, Larry the Cable guy, he's my idol if I could just meet him. And I was like, yeah, man, of course. So we go backstage and he stands in front of Larry the Cable guy and he goes, and Dan, his name's Dan, he goes, very nice to meet you. And he goes, what's your name? And the guy told him, he goes, good to meet you. Thank you for coming to the show. In that voice. Yeah, very quick. Too. Like, that's yes. when, I, when we met him. He was like, hey, my name's Dan. I don't, quick. No Southern draw. No. I'm like, man, you are good. And the dude looked fucking shocked. He was like, <laughs> he was like you ain't Southern. Yeah, no. You know what he said? He goes, how come you do your fake voice back here and your real voice on stage? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, get her done. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys will appreciate this because you've met some fans maybe that you're not too sure about. He didn't take his eyes off of the guy and he goes, so who brought you? <laughs> and I go, that was me. He was like, great, great. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you later, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll see you later. We'll talk. We'll talk. When you say tinker, this is what I want to ask. You tinker with set lists. Do you yeah. ever tinker with the song? Does your, like, so when Better Man comes out, by the end of the tour, by the way, how many times did I text you and say I'm listening to Better Man in the Car? <laughs> oh, fucking kind of Your wife you texts more. I'm just going like, to let yeah. you know that. I'm like, I wanted to go, Josh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. You must be really going through some trying times. You yeah, I was like, that guy is an asshole. I know. Why was he so mean to me? My, my best friend's going through a divorce. He was like, thank you, dude, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but Better Man, just say any of your songs. When it first comes out. Does it change live from the beginning of the tour to the end? Like, do you ever find something in the middle of a tour and be like, oh, we should have done this with this song? And done, and, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think you, you kind of get into it a little more and it, become, it sinks into your bones a little more and then you want to embellish it. And we listen to Back to the Board Tapes about six months in and we're like, damn, we got to listen to that record that again. That is nowhere close to the way we <laughs> recorded that. <laughs> but that's fine. That's, well, that's not what's in there at all. Like my guitar notes, I'm like, that, that's not on the record. I, I'm adding that new. That's new. Do you ever listen to old songs? Because sometimes I'll take old jokes that nobody's ever heard before and be like, I'm a better comic now. I can do that joke better. Have you ever listened to older so like songs you wrote a long time ago and been like, man, if we wrote that now? Do you know what I mean? Does that ever? 
Yeah. That, hap- <laughs> that happens like 10 days after the record was finished. We were, really? It, you're just always critical, right? You're like, ah, I kind of move on. I don't, I don't go back and listen to stuff. Yeah, you it's don't better to just let it go. Really? You guys just go Because you'll be, uh, six months after the records come out, you're like, listen to it. If you're, uh, you know, overthinking it, we overanalyze it and overthink it. we've listened to it 4,000 times like, by then. And I wish that mix was a little, you know, just picking it apart. So you just can't, you know, I got to get high. Yeah, man. <laughs> Forget about it. And that's why Philip and I get along so well. <laughs> I have to ask you a question that, that I've always wanted to ask a musician because I have no idea, and I don't know if you guys know. But does it really make a difference who the producer is? Yes, it does. Does it really? Because aren't you guys? But you guys write the songs, right? So what is the like? What does the producer add? I I, I mean, excuse me. I'm I'm sure everybody in here is into music and gets it. But (laughs) I, 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 like, I'm like, you guys wrote the song already. This is like inside baseball a little bit, you know? Like really, (laughs) you know? Like the producer is kind of like the fifth member of the band. You know, he we come in there. We're we're a team. He's the one who kind of keeps everything organized. He like he's not the he's the one who's not afraid to go. Phillip. That really sucks. Man, dude, you I just try really? you, man. I don't believe it, dude. <laughs> Philip, man, get in there again. You know, and you got to have someone who's strong enough. Objective. And who doesn't give a fuck. But do they make suggestions says, for your music? Like, do they go, you know what, you oh, need yeah. to hear a violin. Like, does that shit happen? <laughs> yeah. Really? The, you know, the dude we work with right now, he's like... I don't know what that means. <laughs> in, in the best way possible. <laughs> he's, a little, he's a little out to lunch, which is good. You right. want one of those dudes on your team. So it's... what. What what he does is we come in and we have a song and he just tries to take it to a place you didn't think that it was going to go. Th- right. <laughs> Thank you. Could you uh, hit a little bit? Keep right. going, you think, you You're doing great. Is that how bad you thought his answer was? <laughs> 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 just keep going. I'm going to stop talking He now. thought his answer was so bad he was like, this dude needs more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's even no, a drop seriously. for you. He's the kind of guy, he, he comes in and he takes what you do and, and tries to take a different spin on it. Maybe something that you hadn't thought about before, which is good. Because, you know, we have four people. It's very balanced and very even. Everybody's opinions. <laughs> oh, you know, we listen to everybody's opinions. And then he gets in there and, like, messes up our hair. And is yeah. like, I'll just fucking get in there and sing. <laughs> That's right. It, it, do you, have you worked with the same producer every time? Because you worked. No, we've, we've changed up. Pharrell some. produced. A rec- yes, a record, record for you guys. Yep. This is Two we did our, our third record with Jay Joyce, and this, it, it, you know, he's awesome. He's a cool dude. You he's know, a he's a freak, man. He gets in there and does crazy stuff. He's it's, a great musician, and yeah. he's, you know, for us, like we want someone who's one of us, who's on our side. He's, he, he, you know, when we talk about the label, he's like, you know, the suits, man. The suits, they want this, <laughs> and he's not one of the suits. He's he's <laughs> one of us. So then what? Then what? makes you guys come to besides the fact that he's one of the most prolific artists and most talented people in the world but what makes you then go and work with pharrell just for the opportunity just to do something different for us that's what that was all about because that's a different world and he called us and we were like yeah that That sounds amazing let's create something and then we just kept creating wait when he (laughs) called you when he called you you're like you're like hello this Uh, is pharrell where you're like fuck you yeah yeah Sorry, man. You were you were like, shut up, Jimmy. I know it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Good job. Yeah, you're Thanks. Pharrell. Good black voice. <laughs> right. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's scary for because look, I, I'm a, I'm I really truly do like all types of music. Country music fans are very precious about country music. Yeah. So it was very. Found that out too. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It, that's a big risk for you guys to step outside of country music a little bit. 
Do you looking back? You yeah. like you still happy you did that? Uh, oh, it's the mo one of the most amazing musical experiences How of come? my life. How come? Just because it's outside of anything we'd ever done before, and uh, you know, creating music in that world is like on the spot, like. We're we're sitting there having a conversation. What's the difference? I'm sorry. What's the difference? Well, we're, we're sitting there the having moment. a con so so at that point we were had started making a record with Jay Joyce, and so we were doing that. We had 60 shows with Luke Bryan, and then all of a sudden, you know, it started out with a writing session, a couple of writing sessions with Pharrell, which were amazing and super magical for us. Like we were like, wow, this is outside of anything we've it done before. It was very before. rewarding, like, creatively. We just, there was no boundaries on what we were doing. So it, what Jimmy's kind of saying, too, I'll, I'll kind of interject, like, he would start a groove going while we were having a conversation. And all of a sudden, he's like, what about this? And like we're like, and it's about what we were talking about, like, and, right and, in the moment. And so then we just start writing that song right the freak then. Yeah, and then... I don't know if you've... I've said fuck, like, 80 <laughs> times. I know, I did, too, okay. and I kind of wanted to give it a break. I don't know if you noticed, but that's not was, a boundary you know, here. I was trying <laughs> to, so. just, you know, I'll get back to fuck in a yeah, minute. Okay. So, so, I mean, it's just like you're creating in the moment, and you're recording it all right there, and it's all just like spontaneity and, right there. And the as moment. an artist, and, I, and for me, and, and I would actually suggest this for anybody in any walk of life, I think it's important to get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, don't, don't be comfortable, so? man. Don't be comfortable. It's so important to get outside yeah. your comfort zone and That's just That's when tries. magic happens. That's when you feel the most alive, too. Like, for us, when we're with Jay Joyce, too, that's where he kind of pushes us to that place where we're kind of uncomfortable, not really sure, and, like, you just kind of have to go for it and give out whatever comes out. And yeah, that's being on the happened. edge. That's what happened with Pharrell, too, and it was, it was fun. It was, you know, you can't be so scared. Like, you have to, like, be okay with... Fucking up a little bit. And trust, I did trust, it again. Trust, yeah, he said it, everybody. And trusting your instincts, you know? But I, I think, you know, it, 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 it just showed, that, you know, after traveling with Cable Guy, I will tell you, he told me from day one, he goes, just so you know, country music fans are the most loyal fans in the world. They are, they are the most loyal fans in the world. And they'll come out and they'll support you. Um, but at, at the same time, so they, I, I, I read a couple of the things that were sent your way. They all, people almost felt betrayed almost. Yeah. They almost there were felt some betrayed. people like, this is not country. And we're yeah. like, really? Yeah. yeah. Really? It was, it was that whole like, you're we right. We hope we don't but, lose Little Big Town, the, <laughs> the country band. They're going pop now. But if you look, if you look at the Beatles from 63 to 70, their music could not have changed anymore. It was is that evolving, right? They were man. so schizophrenic. It was yeah, awesome. But people evolve. And then you, and when you evolve as a person, you evolve as an artist, right? Yeah. So, do you feel like, for music, that it's harder once your fans? Dave Grohl told me, he, he name dropper. He hold on, let me hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. You Thank you very much. You Appreciate go. it. Let me drop that name. <laughs> he, he guest hosted Chelsea lately for a week, but he said he was like, you know, uh, we make Foo Fighter albums because people want to hear the Foo Fighters. And he said, that's what we do. He said, now, there are other things that I'm interested in, and I do other stuff, but when I write a Foo Fighters album, I write that because For that's what fans. they want to hear. Absolutely. And I asked him, I'm like, but does that, like, does, do you ever feel limited as an artist? He was like, yeah, but I do other stuff because of that. That's it's the so Pharrell record. Right. It's so important as an artist not to, like, because... Look, we're... It's only music. Yeah, It's not rocket science. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Not, we're not Wait, curing cancer. Not? And we're trying to have fun. And that's the thing, guys, is that, like, art is, is fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. You guys allow us to, you know, do what we love and live a crazy life and get high at night. 
and create songs. And in the morning. At three in the morning. Um, and you know, that's when the best stuff happens. At three in the morning? Yes. Hell yeah. It does. The best and worst. Uh, it, <laughs> has there been a song that you've written? This is a two one for you. Has there been a song you've written where you've been like, this is going to be a huge hit and it ate a dick? <laughs> oh. And has there been a song where you're like, this song sucks and you're like, people love this song? <laughs> Has have there been those? That's the music business. I wish I was that smart. I, yeah. <laughs> but have you ever have has there? Oh, ever been absolutely. One? You you know Get, we've we've been doing this for a while. What song has surprised you with this success? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I have more stories about the ones that I thought were going to be great, and then like <laughs> boom. <laughs> what what song kills? So give me a song that you were like, this song kills, and then people were like, that's not a good song. So can you give me one? I'll say. There was a song, God, I don't even know which record deal, because we've had four record deals. You've had four think, record deals? Or, or more, I don't know. You yes. may know better than I do. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, the woman who was on her phone? On her and phone. The, the phone? And you the were, not, by the way, you were talking Googling. when she was texting. She stopped when I started talking. Yeah, I know. I know, yeah. And she's laughing at that for no apparent <laughs> reason. And I told a great joke, and she never fucking blinked. So, uh, but can you think of a song where you were like... There, there was... There was, there was a song that I just, man, I, me personally, I was like passionate about it. It was like our third single, and I was like, this is going to, people are going to like gather this song. You know it's it going to be their heart cry of, I'm with the band. Flatline, nothing. <laughs> What's I gave this speech to the label, and they were like, yes, yes, let's make this record. We're going to do this video. It's going to be amazing. Nothing. You gave the John Belushi speech in oh, Animal dude, House. Let's I was, go! I was like totally, totally. <laughs> yes, it was very passionate. But in our fans, was our fans loved it. It's called "I'm with a Band." Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great. And song. it was it's a, fan a story about us being on the road and our our love for what we do and the fans. They love music and they show up and they drive eight hours to a show and we drive eight hours to a show and we get there and there's this magic thing that happens and but. For radio, which is a whole different animal, it just didn't work. But you never know. Yeah. You, but you still have to follow your passion no matter what. It's like what you feel, you have to go with it because that's most of the time if it moves you, then yeah. hopefully it will move and, and your audience. The lovely part about part of this business is that, you know, every city we go to, we'll go, you know, we'll meet up, maybe go have lunch with the big program director there at the big station yeah. in that market. And, and, you know, and you hear these conversations like, Oh man, you guys! I mean, I love this album. I mean, it's Grammy-worthy record. You know, it's really good. I mean, the Grammys are going to love this, but it just doesn't work for radio. <laughs> I just, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm like, uh, what is that how am I going to get a anyway. Grammy if nobody hears yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's supposed to mean eat your cheeseburger that I'm paying for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely uh, business. <laughs> You guys, now how long have you guys been a band? Because somebody, when I, when I was tweeting out that we were going to do this, somebody was like, yeah, man, I can't believe they, they just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm like, not really. <laughs> 18 years uh, later, yeah. out of nowhere. If but, you call nowhere like lurking around for 20 years, <laughs> then yes. Isn't that funny that you can like, you, you can be in the business forever. And yeah. people are like, you came out of nowhere. I've been it. doing this for 15 uh, fucking years. So, some of our you know, people come up in the business, and they're really sweet. And they're just like, man, you know, you guys just stuck it out. You hung in there. And, you know, when we're at our meetings, we tell stories about how you guys persevered. You did it. You stuck it through. You did. 
I don't know how you did it. I'm like, I don't either. <laughs> I fucking worked two jobs. I was a liquor store attendant, and I was also a telemarketer. You were? And then I played shows For on the ballroom weekend. ballroom dancing. You were? I, I gave away free ballroom dancing lessons. <laughs> Come on! If I called, you, I would if love I called one of you, I'm sorry. I'd love to hear give me your, your speech. Spiel. Give me your spiel. I would love give to hear your speech. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to I can't me. remember, but it's yeah, like, give me a little uh, bit. I'm, I'll be the. I'll no be offense a, to his wife, but he was sleeping with one of the dancers, yeah. so that's a whole sorry, other. <laughs> sorry. She was a beautiful so, dancer. Hey, okay, so you call me. You call me. You sell me the ballroom, okay? I'll answer the phone. Ready? <laughs> Hello. Hi there. This is uh, Philip Sweet from National Dance Clubs. How are you tonight? Uh, fine. Hey, do you have a few minutes? I'd like to tell you about something really cool that you could be a part of. Does it have to do with ballroom dancing? Absolutely. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> Click. <laughs> exactly. Hi, this is Philip. I'm here from Ballroom Dancing. Hey. Yeah. I, we get like one lady like, okay, I'll listen to what you got to say. I've done telemarketing too. The only people to talk to are over 80 because they just want to talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Where are you right now, huh? <laughs> what are you wearing? I, I, I looked Why at my boss and I'm like, this is going on a little too long, this conversation. We got it. Can I tell you something terrible? <laughs> so when I, I, you know, I was a single dad for a long time, and I, I was raising three kids. We lived in one room, and I made $1,000 a month, which I don't know what that gets you in Nashville, but in L.A., that gets you dick. And, uh, <laughs> but I got a, um, I saw an ad that said $45 an hour, make your own hours. And I was like, yeah. That's my kind of job. That's the job I want. And that's all it says. So I went out and I started make interviewing. Make your own hours. So make your own hours. Perfect. I started interviewing and the guy said, you have any idea what this job is? And I said, I do not. <laughs> and he goes, it's phone sex. Is that <laughs> he goes, Are you serious? He goes, do you have a problem with that? And I said, I do not. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not a, that's not a problem for me at all. Uh, I particularly enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I told him, I go, I'm actually not a great dirty talker. I might learn a couple things. So, and I was you like, should have done some telemarketing yeah. first. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was like, I'm gonna, and I felt, I thought I would just talk to like, honestly, I thought I was, be, I'd be talking to some housewives who are home bored. I'm gonna wind them the up. First phone call I get, so I go. I answer, I'm psyched, $45 an hour. I'm, gonna, I'm talking to some horny housewives. And the guy was like, hey, let's call yourself Steve. Don't use your real name. I go, okay. <laughs> so I go, uh, I go, I go, click. Hey, this is Steve. And I hear, hey, this is James. And I go, hold, please. <laughs> I, you didn't prepare for that. No, no, no. I go, I, go oh, I think he got the wrong number. And uh, the guy goes, why? And I go, well, it's a dude. And he, go, and he laughed in my face, and he goes, <laughs> did you think women were going to call you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, right? He goes, no, not one woman is ever going to call you. Not one woman. And he, like, he said to rookie. me, he goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, out of all the women you've ever met in your life, how many do you know would call a phone sex line? And I was like, none. <laughs> he goes, out of all the men you've ever met in your life, how many would call a phone sex line? I'm like, oh, all of them. So, yeah, yeah, I, I lasted a day. Uh, <laughs> Did you complete that call? I just want to know. <laughs> the guy's name was James. Um, and Hello, James, James. James Is it was James a, sitting right here? James was a dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> he said a couple things. I was like, is that legal? <laughs> 
It's all part of the story yeah. of perseverance. <laughs> you guys, so you've been together for how long? Oh, man. Eight, we 18, keep knocking 19? on the 20-year mark. Yeah, we're getting close. So, 18, 19. give me, like, the, the uh, how did the band get together? Was there, was there ever, like, a Pete Best That's a very or original question, Josh. No, no. <laughs> But I want to know. But I want to know, like, who was the last person in, and was there ever another person in the band? Okay. <laughs> Philip was the last, was the last in. one in. Okay. And I'm always and, the late. And the employee, I'm the late one. employee that you would never hire because yes. thank you. He slept through all the meetings. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, so he was he was stocking groceries at Kroger all I night long in between ballroom dancing and taking and taking trucker speed to wake up in the morning and ride. <laughs> oh yeah i mean seriously okay i was living i was burning it the candle at both ends <laughs> he was i was working a night shift i was stocking groceries at kroger in the pharmacy section so i'm oh. like yes that, i think that goes there <laughs> avino you, were you like one for me one for them <laughs> exactly. one for me <laughs> but i had my days free so i get to these writing sessions and i would be Lucid, man. <laughs> I was so prolific this yeah. time. But, but was, was there ever any, like, so there was three of you. Had you ever uh, entertained a fourth that wasn't Philip? Yeah, we sang with the... So who was the Pete Best? That's what I want to know. Like, he's Ringo. Who, who was Pete Best? <laughs> That's a Beatles reference. We, uh, yeah, see, I didn't hear all who auditioned we, with the we band. We sang with several different people. We sang with Joe Don from Rascal Flats. Is that Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. He came in. He we sucks. were like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we're in. <laughs> he sucks. I'm just kidding. I love Wait, that. You, so you kidding. were holding auditions? Yeah, we were. I mean, it, it was kind of informal. We would be like hanging out in Kimberly's living room and so playing some songs. So when you go, because can I, okay. Yeah. So I auditioned for a boy band once. Ah! Yes! I love that! Wait a second. Back Wait. streets, back. All right! So, uh. Anyway. Oh, yeah, with this fucking shirt. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> But I auditioned for a boy band once, and at the time, my only means of transportation was a moped. And, uh, and Very sexy. Okay, so let me tell you. Oh, it's going to get better. Could you leave that shirt open, please? <laughs> so my moped at the time was, I, the muffler was broken, so it's, it sounded like a Harley. So it was like, <laughs> and you turned down the street, and it was a dude on a moped, like, <laughs> And there was one time, I also used to entertain at children's parties at the time. And, I, and there, there was one time I was dressed like Peter Pan on my moped. And I wasn't wearing a helmet. And, a, and I was at a stoplight. And a police car pulled up next to me. And the guy rolled down the window. He goes, hey. I said, yes, sir. And he goes, I was going to give you a ticket for no helmet. But looks like your life's going bad enough as it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> he might let me drive away. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Taxpayer dollars at work. Yeah. Um, let's okay. Before we go Q and A to you guys, I want to take some from the <laughs> from the uh, internet. Oh. I know one from the interwebs. The interwebs. One of my favorites, and I'm gonna give you. Oh my like, god. Because they, somebody wanted to know. These things don't open. Worst hotel. Because oh. I know. I remember. Th I remember this immediately. Dude, okay, yes. go. I don't know what year it was. Remember the Hojo? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, Howard Johnson There might have been bloodstains on the carpet. I'm <laughs> not sure. Was there a chalk okay. line? They had I, the, okay. I kept smelling. I'm like, there's, 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 we, a, we had heard there's a dead hooker story. under the, <laughs> the mattress, I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me give a little explanation. This blanket was that like military-grade like felt wool uh, thing yeah. that, like I don't know, that they issue to 
I don't military. Know. It, but yeah. it had like this huge Hojo. brown, like circular stain. I'm gonna guess it was around Charlotte somewhere. And that this area. was still on the bed. I don't know why it was still. Wait, there. they left it on the bed? Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It's like, hey, we don't have another blanket. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. And so, well, you know, I mean, anybody who's ever been in a hotel knows you don't touch the out the outward no, blanket. No. That, but, not, but the Hojo not, is a whole other level. No, good. Hojo is not. At the hotel I was in in Edmonton just now, there was a hot tub, and somebody I, somebody was like, "You get in the hot tub?" I'm like. Yeah, if I want herpes, I will. <laughs> if I get in a hotel hot tub, I'm putting a Band-Aid over my asshole so no water. <laughs> no risk. No water in or out. I might even put a little one over my pee hole. I'm going to be airtight like there's nothing coming in and out. You know what I mean? But I will tell you, the worst hotel, the wor the worst, worst hotel I've ever been in. Do you know where Lake Havasu is? Yes. yes. Okay. Lake Havasu is like, is like Vegas for meth. It's basically what it is. Okay. So we're we having down. a great time. I missed that. Oh, yeah. dude. We drove down, and at the time, I was driving a Saturn with no air conditioning. And in the desert, not great. Baller. Yeah, so I'm driving down. I'm, I'm smoking a little weed. That's what gets you through. Gets you through. I get to the hotel. This starts it off. And I have Visine in my glove compartment. So I go to take the Visine out, and I'm with a buddy of mine, a guy named Joey Diaz, who's a comic. And you know Joey? Yeah, okay. So he goes, here you go, dog. And I get the Visine, and I should have known when I opened the Visine and it went like this. <laughs> there was pressure built up. That it was hot <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Because I've been like driving in the, so I put Visine in my eye. It boiling. was at a boiling temperature. <laughs> so I go, ah! My right eye swells up immediately, ah! right? So they go, they, I, I go, I'm going right to my room. He goes, okay. I go to my room. I have the handicap room. I'm like, oh, I've never been in a handicap room before. I go, I need to take a shower. Well, in the handicap room, there's no faucet. Like, they, when you take a shower, there's no head up there. It's down here because they sit in the tub, and the water shoots out at their chest. So I'm sitting in the tub with water fucking pelting me in the chest like this. And I'm trying to get my eye in there. I'm like this. <laughs> so I get up, and my eye I can kind of see, and I'm stumbling out of the bathroom. And I get walk over to the bed, and a fucking snake comes out from under the bed. Why you're lying? Oh, I Jeez. ran out of the bed, fucking <laughs> guys. I listen. I'm I scare easily. I'm a jazz hander. <laughs> Me too. And I shriek. I think I did that thing I in the shriek. cartoon when you jump in the air and your legs run a little bit. <laughs> <You're running. laughs> oh, I was outside in the parking lot before I fucking knew it. I was like, what happened? I had to stay in that room the whole time. I'm like, who's getting the snake? And they were like, it's not poisonous. I'm like, yeah. who's getting the fucking snake? Oh, that's just a garden snake. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. No. Yeah. When, uh, that's good. That's not, it's not my I love. I love your pictures of all your hotel room stays, by the oh, way. Thank you. Yeah, the I views usually, are just I get some great views. Inspiring. Yes. You had the rooftop today. Your fans asked a ton of questions, so let me just, and then we're going to get to you guys out here, because I know some people have some questions, so let me see if I can figure out how to use a computer. Uh, okay. All right. Okay, so, oh, this is a great one. <laughs> Matthew Brown, what was your first gig ever as a band, together, the four of you? The Grand Ole Opry. It was. Is that right? It is. First one? It was. Yes. That's crazy. It was, it was only because there was a cancellation. Oh, really? <laughs> that is, that is here, the only reason, here, and we know is, that. This is the business for you. But we're we, okay we had, with that. We were new signees to CAA, Creative Artist Agency. I've heard of You them. guys, hey, how would you guys 
be into singing at the Grand Ole Opry tonight. And they were dangling the carrot, like, come right. on, sign with us. And we were like, Grand Ole Opry, holy shit. We were freaking out. And we had like one, I had to borrow a guitar from Chris Rodriguez, as mine didn't work really good. So we borrowed one guitar and we knew a few we songs. Played, we played the three songs that we knew. <laughs> what that were those songs? All. What'd you play? Do you remember? The, the one I do remember uh, was called Flying. <laughs> That's the only one I remember, too. <laughs> Well, there was a, oh, there was a Victoria Shaw song called With This Kiss. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's nice. Wow, look at that. I have, Isn't see? That, and you, doesn't erase <laughs> all the memories. I haven't, I haven't thought of that since. Were so. you guys doing the same type of harmonies early on as yeah. you do? So that, that yeah. you, that harmonies the, have always been the, that's the, been the basis of it all, yeah. Has, how many of you have seen them live? Never. Well, I don't blame you. But, but I will tell you, for those of you who haven't, the harmonies live sound as good, if not better, as on the record. You know, like, you know, I have the best quote that this describes our sound the best. We were with Matthew McConaughey the other night, two nights ago. <laughs> hey, we pick up hey, that name. Me, sorry, pick up that name on. for me. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks. Let me get that thanks. for you, thanks. We got that name next there to Dave Grohl, yeah. That's oh, what I'm here Chris for. Chris Christopherson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Hold on. Let me just say. Oh, wait. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but we, we got off stage, you know, and we were, we were doing this charity event with yep. these guys, and it was really cool, actually. And but Matthew McConaughey comes back. He was like, "I mean, you guys, I mean, your sound is like on the cusp of majesty." It was like a <laughs> like a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started doing this. I felt so good. I'm like, dude, what's on your finger, man? I know. Did it's, you pick a booger? I'm, I'm sure that. he did. It's like a little. And then we ball. smoked a joint and played the bongos all night long. So. So, we, we, our sound is on the cusp of majesty. Whatever that means. Right? That's Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. In the McConaughey world, that is beauty. Yeah. I mean, he, I, was, I was really moved by that. Do you think he, like, do you think, let's go honest with McConaughey. Do you think he thinks that up on the way over to the fucking, what am I going to say? No, I don't think he thought. I was, that was from the heart, majesty. man. That was from the heart, man. Do you guys still get star starstruck? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Especially with Christopherson. I mean, I was kind of like, dude, I love you. I was kind of. <laughs> I didn't want to like say that out loud, but that was what I was saying. I, I was a whiskey like, mess in the corner. I was like, <laughs> 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 so those guys like Christopherson, Willie Nelson, or though, is that who you grew up listening to? Yes, yes. man. And we, you know, we sang a song with Christopherson called "Why Me, Lord," that absolutely was like a, a song from my childhood that I. I thoroughly loved and it was like dear to my heart so I really was moved by that and, and you did that this week yeah, yeah. on stage I mean he's standing ago. there and we're right next to him and we're all singing and there was a time we we're all singing the you know the chorus I can't sing, sing it right now but um, he looked over and was like smiled like oh my god like it, he was so amazed that we were all singing his song yeah. and like you know shed a little tear yeah. man that's all awesome. it's moving man that's that's music it, it is that is like for me like those type of things are what make this job so really cool to be able to meet your idols and, and, and like and, and also realize that they're just people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's so yeah. very cool to be like, oh, you're my idol. Oh, you're also just a fucking guy. Yeah. yeah I, you're I just love a that dude. he was so, you know, he, you could see it in his eyes that he was loving that all these younger and artists were music. celebrating him and knew, his, knew the words and were singing along and he was just, you know, hit. He had that wonderlust in his eyes, and that was just the most amazing thing. That's pretty amazing. For you, is, was that, for you guys, the pinnacle of who you've sung with on stage? 
Is it hard to say? Since the other Tag day, it? yes. I'm still not coming down <laughs> yeah. from that high. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Is yeah. there anybody that still out there that you would love to sing with? I mean, McCartney would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you think? Yeah, if you're going to name right. somebody. Yeah. Or Springsteen. I mean, what a <laughs> man. Is there a song, because I think about this all the time when I watch other comics. Like, when I watched, I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan. And so, yep. so I watched his latest specials, and the specials made me want to do two things. They made me want to never write comedy again. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I was like, I will never be that fucking funny <laughs> in my entire life. But it also made me want to start writing right away. Right. Do you have people Absolutely. like that? Like, I mean, all those moments like that, like he's talking about, that's the, the inspiration that comes out of that. It makes you want to be better. I yeah. Mean, that's the way it always affects us. I think we just want to be better. Can you think of a song even recently where you're like, man, I wish we had written that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I hear jokes all the time where I'm like, fuck, I wish I had written that. Do, can you think of oh, one? I mean, Why Me Lord was one of those that yeah. was just like, it's so real and so honest and so, you know, it's, it's so deep. But it's, it's like told in such an a everyday way that I just, you know, it's so right. It's so perfect, man. Do you feel like... Uh, for for songs, um, obviously, like you never, like you said earlier, you never know what's gonna hit. But you feel like at the end of the day, it's the it's the sound or how it touches your heart that really gets people, that hooks people in. Music always touches people in a in yeah, a way that no right. no other thing. There's no doubt. There, it, it's on a spiritual level, I believe, and so for me that. I think that's the that's the takeaway. Music touches in, in your soul in a way that nothing else does. I, I agree with yeah. that. And it's there's an intangible quality too. Like I mean, what you're saying to the sound of something, it could have a sound, but I think there's something you can feel that heart connection from the artist. You can you can feel the emotion they were emoting when they yeah. recorded it. I mean it feels real. So when you a part of it is how the artist expresses that song. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah. saying? You, you know, I um that's very interesting because, yeah, because I, I know I've seen some performances where two people would sing the same song and one of them is just like, hits me really hard, but that's probably because they are feeling what they're saying to you. That totally. makes the difference? Yeah. Absolutely. I will tell you also the difference between music and everything else, and you're right, music touches in a way that nothing else does. I'll give you like Chumbawamba. Remember Chumbawamba? <laughs> <laughs> what song was that they I said? I get no down, but I, I got up again. again. Now listen, those guys, <laughs> this is how you can tell music touches you in a different way. Those guys could tour on that song for the rest of their lives. That's right. If I had I'll one joke that worked, I'd be done in two days. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All right. But music connects. People will buy a ticket to they hear, that. hear that. I song. get knocked down one time. I get up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, I mean, Jeremy well, says, I could walk 500 yeah. miles and that's a great song. We opened for them. They were really nice See? <laughs> And you know what else? Journey, it doesn't even matter. They got a Filipino singing now. They're people <laughs> they, like, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares. All right, guys, we're already running past our time. We're going to open <laughs> up. We're going to open up the Q&A to you guys. Uh, yes. Anybody have questions fun. for Philip or Jimmy? Go ahead. I have that same T-shirt, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> we were just there. <laughs> Hold on one second. I just want to make sure so people in the podcast uh, if you could go back to where you were 18, 19 years ago when you were starting and knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give it a spank, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he works Smack out. It. He works He's out. He's waiting. 
if you could go back knowing what you know now, how would things be different? That's a great question. I know. Go, Jimmy. I personally don't think I would change anything yeah. because there's a there's an appreciation that I have on this side of things and and knowing the whole journey and there's a lot of life lived in between all of that on a personal level and on a business level that um, we had to learn things and grow and become more sure of ourselves and believe in who we were as artists and, and what we wanted to do as musicians that I, I don't I think if you change any of that formula in any way then it changes the outcome so I'm I sit here on the on this side of things very appreciative of the entire journey and I wouldn't my bandmates I love love these folks and I, I wouldn't want to change any of it it's just I, yeah I think it's it's kind of a representation of life in general you know I love you too man I love you man Jimmy and I we've had a lot of a lot of uh, late You want to put some t-shirts on? <laughs> <Well>. No. <laughs> no. We've done that too. Do you feel like <laughs> do you feel like if success had hit you earlier, it would not have been as good for you? No, I don't think it was ever wasted know. on us the wanting success. Like it's way better to have success than it is to starve the Yes. Out. Yes. You no, know, but, I mean, but it, it is definitely feast or famine, but I, I think, you know, what I was going to say to add to what Jimmy was saying, like for me, like th those kind of experiences of being a little bit naive and also not knowing everything that might happen to you gave you that kind of dumb kind of well you know what I believe because I if I if I had seen I'll it coming I would have been like ah. yeah you know but I think you know you got to go you got to be bold and brazen and go get that shit I I also think in this and I, I think it's really important to struggle. Yeah, I think it's I super so. important to struggle. I think it, it, people who have not who have success and haven't had struggle, they don't deserve that success. Like you, you need to know what it feels like to scratch and claw to get what you worked really hard for. So I it, think it's super important. It teaches us so much. It yeah, taught us so and much. It teaches you humility too. Yeah, go ahead. And I'll get next. Okay. Well, of course. Afterwards. Okay. Yes. Did you have a, yeah. Go ahead. Bo, Bo Ray is not here. I okay. Here's the funny thing. That's I, an inside I question. I have, a, I have a gift Shane of Abano. puppetry. You have a gift of puppetry? I'm, I'm pretty gifted <laughs> at puppetry. But here's the thing. Jimmy and I... That's either creepy or really... Yeah. The cool. only no, reason... You can stop right there. The only it's reason creepy. I do... <laughs> I, I discovered like, this. Uh, when I, I, my wife and I had a beautiful daughter. And so we're shopping for toys at FAO Schwartz in New York. And there's this like rack of like little puppets, and they're all different kind of jobs. There's the nurse, there's the cop, there's the you know different firefighter. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. So I got the little puppet and was talking to my daughter, and like making voices and having fun. And before I knew it, there were like five or six other kids like gathered around, like, ooh. And it gets even creepier. <laughs> and so I started, you know. And you were I, like, come get in my van. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I drive it myself. I got T-shirts and CDs in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was super creepy and long story short, I mean it gets so much more sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so we have this little puppet that Jimmy and I after shows, you know, we will have a few shots of whiskey and enjoy the night. Can't wind down too fast because you your energy's all jacked up and so everyone goes to sleep on the bus and he and I would stay up late and we would make stupid little drunk adult videos of the puppet. <laughs> you said adult. Adult videos, meaning he, he was, this is not for children. And the story stops here. Oh gosh, I, yeah. cursing. There's yeah. cursing. Yeah, That's yeah. it. You, you made adult videos with a puppet. That I, is. Anyway. So you get, 
You see? Yeah. <laughs> Don't knock it till this you This is why it. the band has stayed together so long. <laughs> so, uh, truly, truly. No, but seriously, though, we, were, we would have so much fun. And uh, now, Bo Ray, this little weird Louisiana guy, he puppets. It's funny. We, we have a lot of laughs at night. You, and then we laugh at ourselves and I, like you, idiots. You're going to have to send me one of those videos. <laughs> Dude, don't. your Snapchats are creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah. This, Dude, the filters, man. Oh, the filters It just are brings so good. out the creep in you, right? Yeah, they're so good. So weird. Uh, so we like to have fun. We like to laugh at ourselves. Anybody else? Questions? Yes. Funniest groupie story. Oh, man. Oh. Funniest or weirdest? <laughs> okay, I have, okay, this is, this is one kind of weird. We, we, we did this show with a band named Emerson Drive up in Canada. And it, we, we had... I'm already nervous about yeah, what you're going to say. I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is that we were talking to the guitar player, and his mom and dad were in the, in the backstage. We were, after the show, everyone was drinking, having a great time. And there were some girls, but there was this one girl that was on his leg, like... Getting it going. <laughs> and he's like having a normal conversation with us, and he introduces us to his mom and dad while she's doing that. And I'm <laughs> on like, his leg. For no. real. No, nice really. to meet you. Like, we can all see that. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm pretty sure she was tripping on something. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah on his leg. She was loving his leg. <laughs> and it was, and, it was know, a beautiful leg. were really nice. <laughs> and they acted like they didn't see it. They were like, <laughs> Yeah, they pretended like it wasn't happening. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of dark. By the way, we we, we uh, that's we a ballsy woman. <laughs> yeah, she, she knew your, what she wanted. Is that your mom and dad? <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who who else? Yes. Go ahead. Guards. That's a good question. I. I uh, the first time I heard that song. She said, can you, uh, can you yeah. talk about the first time you heard Girl Crush and did you know how big it was going to be? I mean, obviously, you can never tell like, how much it's going to impact. We had such a winning record at that. <laughs> 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 it was a 50-50 chance. <laughs> we did feel like the song was huge if, they, yeah. if it actually got heard. Yeah, I mean, you know, ballads, ballads aren't really played on country music anymore. They're, they're starting to again, which is a beautiful thing because I think country music was founded on amazing ballads that touch people's hearts. And so I think the first time we heard it, we were blown away. And you, you can feel the power of a song. And we definitely felt that. But we, you know, you never know how that's going to go. And then the whole ridiculous controversy that broke out over all that thing that we were completely taken back by. But, um, yeah, that's game changer of a song for us and unbelievable songwriting. It was cool to hear it on the radio, too, because, you know, everything was like, all rocking, and then all of a sudden yeah. it was like, doo, 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 doo. and it was like, whoa, hey, yeah, hey, that's this? different. This you, is different. How much, like, when, and because Taylor Swift wrote Better Man, yes? Yes. So when you get those songs, who's that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, struggling. Wait a second. She struggles. Yeah. That's a big ass name. <laughs> oh, Put that not, in your own pocket. That's not my name, that's your name. That was your uh, email. <laughs> Put it in your own pocket. <laughs> but when you get those songs, how much liberty do you have to tinker with them? Do you know what I mean? If someone sends you a song and yeah, goes, totally. we want you to have it, can you tinker with it? Yeah, song, songwriters, they, they kind of give you the representation of what it was in the moment that they wrote it, but otherwise, it's yours to interpret. Even Taylor Swift? Even Taylor Swift. Is yeah. she like, I like my version better, but I guess that's okay. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> she was incredibly gracious. She liked and her was version. taken back by it all, and um, yeah, she, she knows. You, you have to make it your own. 
Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. Anybody else? Yeah, go ahead. One artist you could see in concert. I've never seen Adele. I really. Which, is she done? Am I screwed on that? Did you say, is she dead? No, she's not uh, no, dead. No, I said, is she done? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was no. like, did Adele die? Holy shit, where have I been? It happened. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I hate to shock everybody. No. Uh, oh, she was such a beautiful Breaking artist. Breaking news here on Fairly Normal. Oh. Adele died. That's why we're here, so, people. Wow, Adele, yeah. I, I, I um... I bet you she's her voice is just as pure. Has anyone seen her? Is, is uh, her voice just yeah. as good live? Is it just as good live? Better, Better, Better. live? I think if I, I want to see the U2 show. Yeah. This the touring the Joshua Tree, man. That's gonna be a bucket list for me. I'm gonna get there somehow. And it would have been cool to see Prince. I never got to see Prince in concert. Yeah. So I like, was gonna what tell a genius. you the best show I've ever seen was Prince. And I saw him Look at twice. That. Now, the first time I saw him, I, he was in Vegas, and he was playing at his club, and it was just like 400, 500 people. So, and I went with Beth, and so, my wife. So, my wife. So, uh, he married up, by the he's way. He's a Hebrew cowboy. <laughs> 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 Riding he's got sentences horns under. backwards in a language he don't, don't even know. <laughs> Hebrew He's cowboy. A Hebrew that, cowboy. We better vote. that is the next single by Little Big Town. Um, <laughs> we uh, we go Hebrew. <laughs> Sorry, uh, carry I, on with can this. Can I story. wear a yarmulke on the cover <laughs> of the album? Yes. That's gonna be a great video. <laughs> Number one at all the moments. We, yeah. <laughs> we go. I mean, it's gonna be the biggest hit in Beverly Hills. So uh, <laughs> we go to the concert, and uh, I asked the bartender, "I go, what should we expect?" And the guy said, look, I've been here for two months now. And he plays Friday and Saturday. He's never played the same set twice. And I said, really? He goes, last night, he played all requests from the crowd. But you weren't allowed to request any of his songs. Wow. So he knew. And then I said, what if you didn't know a song? And he goes, Prince knew every song. Every song. And I go, well, did everybody in the band know every song? And he said, no. And it, the guy didn't know. Wow. Prince walked over, grabbed his instrument, played it for oh! him, and told him to step off stage for the song. That's right. That's a badass. Oh right my there. God! <laughs> but I said, "Well, what? What, a boss. what has, haven't you heard?" He goes, "He's never. I'll tell you what. He's never played. He's never played anything off of Purple Rain. He played the entire Purple Rain album when we were there." Oh, wow! Yeah. Good for you, man. That was the that's best. epic. Except Darling Nikki, because he stopped playing that I stuff. Yeah. He he became that's very right. Religious. That's right. I forgot and about that. And then the next time I saw him, I saw him when he was touring with his latest band, with the Three Women. Did you hear? So yes, they were, I saw him on, on TV. Amazing. <laughs> At one point, he starts to sing a song that's a medley of his hits. And in the middle of the song, he just starts singing, I got too many hits, uh. I got too many hits, uh. Just, that was the chorus to the he song. He just wrote a I new song. I got too many hits. <laughs> I was like, you must have too many you hits, dude, many. if you are singing totally. a song called, I, I got too many, many hits. <laughs> but he was amazing. You yeah. know what I loved about him? You know when you see someone play guitar and it looks like it's part of their body? That's Do right. Do you know what I mean? That's like yeah. Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. 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 It really was so effortless yeah. with everything. And he could spin it and just catch it and yeah. play. It was uh, amazing to yeah. see. Dang. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you'll never see him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> Too bad Life. for you. Uh, but yeah, you will never see Adele either. She's dead. Uh, <laughs> hey. It I'll just be at home playing with my puppets. <laughs> You're over two, over two. Sorry, over two. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Favorite place you've ever been? Oh man, 
Red Rocks is pretty magical. Yeah, that's pretty spiritual. To play there? To play there. I've never been. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. I mean, they have literally like... Will, you, ex will you explain to people what it is for those of people who may not know? So, so they have you. built this amphitheater. I think about 10,000 people are seated there. And it is literally in the middle of all these outcropping of rocks and like... It's cut into the rock. And it is... Unbelievable, the most natural. What are you? What? I just saw my buddy from college. Oh, you did? He was there, yeah. Oh, hey, what's <laughs> up, man? <laughs> yeah. So these yeah. rocks. Yeah, it's a lot of rocks. And it's built it's in the rocks? It's just gently placed into the beautiful rocks. <laughs> but what is the, what's the acoustics like there? Oh, it's Incredible. unbelievable. It's, you know, I mean, the Ryman is one of those places where the acoustics yeah. are just mwah. And this is one of those places where it's, it's something about the way, you know, the way the sound bounces off those big stones. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I like how you said stones. I'm just saying. <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that place is incredible. And, yeah. you know, we didn't actually play a concert on Lake Louise. But in Canada, Banff That's a beautiful and place. Lake Louise, there's just this beautiful spot. And it's one of my favorite places on the planet. It looks like heaven came down. I don't know what that's reference <laughs> to. Uh, it was just gorgeous. So you know, th for me, this is one of my favorite places. This club, I love just that. so you know, for those of you who live here and don't come here, you should check every weekend. This place, and it doesn't look that fancy, this place gets the best comics in the world. I love so that. if you live here and you're not checking this place out every weekend, you are missing out. This is a great, great spot. True. Uh, okay, we got time for two more questions. Yeah, in the back. What's your songwriting process like? It um, changes. Let Kimberly and Karen go into a room, and then you guys go somewhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do split it up like that. Yeah. We're like, Sometimes. get in there, girls. Write yeah. us something Write good. Write us a hit. Yeah. No, it's funny. Like we, we at the studio with Jay, he's kind of he built got this old church, and he kind of transformed it into a studio. So the upper floor is one studio, and then downstairs it's, like a, it's like a basement studio. So Jimmy and I go downstairs and write and create down there, and the girls are upstairs creating like wonderfully flowery, beautiful <laughs> melodies, and <laughs> and then Jimmy and I are like, it's like frat party downstairs. <laughs> you know, there's a haze of smoke downstairs, and we're empty whiskey <laughs> bottles everywhere, and we're like, you gotta hear what we did, man. It's awesome. And they're like, we'll go with what we wrote. Yeah, yeah. they're like, <laughs> I think oh, we'll that's cut our nice. songs. I think we like this one a little that's better. That's nice. That's interesting. And do, do other people? That's, that's, sorry, that was a crude explanation <laughs> yeah, but, of our, but, our process. No, but, but we do it in different ways. It's do, do you ever write all together in a room? Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. We do that, and then we split off individually, and we and, write with other people. And, and do you ever come, like, if you're at your house, and you're like, man, I just, oh, that sounds good. Do you, and do you bring it to the group? Yeah. Like, you do that kind of stuff too? Yeah, we no. record little ideas into our handy-dandy devices. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, you still like, write. It's like actually, I do. Does anybody know how to write with a real pencil? Anymore? I have to tell you, for me, when I write jokes, okay. So if I want to write a script, or when I wrote my book, I wrote it on a computer. But when I want to write jokes, I have to write it with a pen in a notebook, because for whatever reason, on the computer, I write the way you would read a book. But when I write with a pen, I write the way I talk. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that at makes all? sense. Yeah. Totally. So I need, like, I can feel my funny better with a pen than when I can. Feel your I funny don't know better. I can feel your funny. Did you coin that phrase? Yeah. <laughs> I can feel your funny over here. Feel the funny. That's going to be my next tour. Uh, <laughs> anybody else? Any other questions? Yes. 
<laughs> you know, I did bring my guitar, and um, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's gone so well. Should we go there? Butterfly to Levi's. Five oh one blues. I'm just kidding. Uh, That's a joke. Where did that? I was commercial for from, a second. Uh, I was like, "What's that what? magical song?" And then he said, "Levi's." I'm like, "Oh, I know." Somebody record yeah. that. <laughs> That's a great blues. jingle. The Five Hundred uh, One Blues song. We, we, could do, we used to we perform could, that in Vegas. We could do the years Bruce ago. Willis Seagram's wine cooler. Uh, <laughs> I I only sing my stupid comedy songs, and I and I can and I can only play G C and D, which means I could also probably play lead guitar for Blake Shelton. But, yes. uh, There's a neon light at the end of the tunnel. Like a Hebrew cowboy. Uh, 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 We have to work on that. We have to work on a We'll work on the Hebrew cowboy. How about that? Sweet Caroline, I can sing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anybody else? Yes, sir. I do remember that show. Wait, was that where they printed Little Bigfoot on the ticket? <laughs> that was Georgia. Oh, oh, okay. That actually happened, by the way. Yeah. They put Little Bigfoot? We, yeah. we did was, a show. We opened it for somebody. No, 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 no That lie. sounds no like an lie. By the way, it sounds, like an, it sounds like an Indian tribe. Yes. Dude, we Whoa, played Little Bigfoot. We played a, a show with Alan Jackson, right? Oh, in, that's in right. Georgia. Yes. And Valdosta, like 16,000 tickets. Little Bigfoot. It was on the <laughs> ticket. Yeah, Philip did, and I all day long were like, only until now it was a myth. They, Straight out of the woods. They've emerged Little for Bigfoot. one time only for a concert you'll never forget. Little Bigfoot. <laughs> Unbelievable. We've had well, a few of those. I bet you people were disappointed when you came out. Like, <laughs> I know. They're like, Bigfoot. I've been waiting all my life for this. <laughs> you? I mean, I looked a little bit like. <laughs> I know. We also got announced at a at a race. We get some. We've done the anthem at uh, several races. So we were at Talladega, and we go in, and we got announced. The racers, at, the racers meeting. Yeah, the yeah, racers all the, meeting. All the drivers get together in this room, and they have a the, drivers meeting, and they have the, the the special guests who are there to say little encouraging phrases for them, and tell them all the you know what the rules are, the guidelines, and and, and, and Jason they, Seahorn was there. Yeah, and. And they introduced all these people, and then they introduced us as Little Big Horn, of which we all kind of went, I'm not standing up. And Phil was like, 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 that's me. I'm Little Big Horn. (laughs) Little Big Horn. Thank you. You stood up. (laughs) Of course. The rest of my bandmates are sitting there. I'm like, come on. Uh, Oh, Oh, no, these guys aren't. They're Little Bigfoot. I'm Little Big Horn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you have a question? (laughs) <laughs> what was your question? My question? Yeah. Oh, you didn't have that. Was that a was a thing. free show. Free you show, went. Free show. Thank you free for show. that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, we got one, time for one more. Everybody, anybody else? Got one? Yes, ma'am. Did any of you grow up in church and get your starts there? Yes. Absolutely. As a Jew, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That. I drove by a church once. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that that seemed did. to be the, the best place to like start out for all of us in the band. Kind of started out with that musical heritage. And my first solo was in church. So was mine. And I sang an Andre Crouch song at uh, 10 years old. And uh, let's see. 
I can't remember. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I see. No. That's Andre Crouch. No, I would say, <laughs> how can I say thanks for all the things that you have done for me? <laughs> things so undeserved, yet I give <laughs> to prove your love for me. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Yes, we did. You mean, dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. No, nobody else? Nobody else did that dreidel? Nobody else did the dreidel? That was my second number. That was my second number. You didn't like the dreidel dance? You didn't like the dreidel dance? You guys didn't know that was the dreidel dance, did you? That's the fucking dreidel dance. Uh, <laughs> Can I just say that we, we love you so much and we love your wife, Bethany, and we, you know, we've known Josh for a long time since we met at that Las Vegas airport yeah. and followed each other's you know, journeys together, and it's just so good to see you and be here with you that we finally did this shit. Yeah, man, I'm super happy you guys came out. Let them hear it, everybody. Philip and Jimmy. Thank you. Little Big Town. And guys, thank, thank you, you very much for coming out to the live taping of Fairly Normal, and we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Got no time is what you're known to say.